Well, hey everyone, welcome back to Fox Mining. Today we have a super special interview with Nick from Refinable. And obviously Nick, he's been working super hard in the non-fungible token space. You know, like NFTs just completely blew up and blew everyone's mind in the past few months. And obviously Refinable is in the heat of that. They're launching a product on Binance Smart Chain that is super fast, super cheap, super efficient. Today, there's a lot to gain from this interview, a lot to talk about this whole NFT space. Is it overhyped? Is it blowing up? Where is it going to go in the future? And then we'll talk a little bit about Refinable and the future set as well. So Nick, welcome to the channel. So I guess we'll start off uh, <laughs> with some easy stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So let's take a um, look at the whole space overall. Obviously, you've been in the thick of it. Mm -hmm. What do you think? What's your take on this NFT space right now? Yeah, so there's definitely a lot of interesting things happening in the NFT space. I think there's definitely a different change of conversation that's happening. I think all the way in 2017, when I first heard about NFTs, it's mm -hmm. like CryptoKitties, CryptoKitties backend, right? You know, no one really thought much about it until I think it's around 2020, when uh, sort of wearables, OpenSea, and these these platforms started coming out, and there's sort of uh, that building of that speculative price, right? So a lot of people are thinking about, you know, uh, earlier on, Bitcoin is sort of a store of value, and then it transitioned over to a medium exchange, right? So it's always flipping between these two. And I think you see the same thing happening with NFTs, where a lot of speculation on the prices, NBA, Topshop, Beeple, right? What is actually the store of value? for these NFT. But I think over time, um, the technology will definitely grow out a little bit. And I think um, Refinable really wants to be at the conversation of how is it going to be transformed in the medium exchange conversation, right? Mm -hmm. We're really thinking for the long term, how can people engage with NFTs on a long term scale instead of just these speculative prices that are sort of a one off, right? But do you think like um, NFTs are getting and reaching the mainstream for the wrong reasons, right? It's like, because like we see that on the news, right? Like $69 million for uh -huh. repo sale. You know, like there's like Julian Assange just recently arranged an NFT sale himself. Exactly. Do you think it's like these overpriced JPEGs? So personally, I'm not really an art collector. So mm -hmm. I think everyone values things in different ways, mm -hmm. right? Um, so I can't really say that I buy into the whole speculative bubble of the mm -hmm. prices. But I think if you look at every single hype cycle that's ever happened, it follows the exact same trend, right? There's a lot of like speculation at the very start, there's a lot of hype, and it kind of dies down a little bit and it's slowly going to build up. But what I think is very interesting is that right now you see a lot of people are very interested in NFTs because of these prices. Mm -hmm. So you have crypto people and you have retail people and, mm -hmm. and people just need to know that there's a lot more non-crypto people than there are crypto people, right? And so I think you have this weird combination of macro factors like, you know, people having a lot of time, they're working from home, there's a lot of capital just flying around in the world, and people have a lot of uh, interest in NFTs. So I think NFTs is a, such a great on-ramp for people to learn about blockchain. Yes. And once we really sort of uh, give people a, a, an easy on-ramp to really engage with NFTs, and then we start showing them the more interesting stuff about blockchain, like the DeFi aspects, I think this entire roadmap is just so, so, so good, right? It's like a once-in-a-lifetime experience to really get all these it's people It's like the interested. perfect market fit for the mm -hmm. perfect time. I think like, exactly. that, that's the beauty of the space, right? Like, like when I saw this, like when this thing mm -hmm. first started in 2020, I definitely said, you know, JPEGs, I don't think they should be mm -hmm. worth millions of dollars. But of course, if this goes to the rights, the content mm -hmm. rights of the creator, mm -hmm. and this, you know, benefits the artist in some ways, why not? Why shouldn't it have some value? Now, obviously, right now, the mainstream's catching on. I've seen like an endless, like YouTube is like endlessly promoting me videos of <laughs> NFTs. I think because I, you know, I, I searched it once for research and then uh -huh. obviously it blew up, right? So we got Mr. Beast investing in Refinable. Like he's mm -hmm. personally, you know, like jumping into the space. I think sure. he's got like a lot of other influencers just both doing content and investing. So do you see that like, do you see that as a big explosion? Do you see this as the mainstream adoption point right now? Or do you think we're going to be in two or three years time? 
I think it's going to be in the next year. But I think what is required for mainstream adoption is that there has to be good on-ramps, right? Because right now, if you look at all of the other NFT marketplaces, they're not really geared towards the everyday person, right? It's really, you know, Ethereum has high transaction costs. It's like 100 US dollars to do anything. That's number one, right? And then number two, you have all these uh, oversaturation of the NFT content. And then for markets that are more centralized and you have really long wait times, it's it's very, there's a bottleneck. There's bottlenecks everywhere, yes. right? And I think what Refinable wants to do is really uh, remove some of these bottlenecks but make it in a way that's more accessible for any creators and also brands and artists to really come on and think about this long term right so going on binance smart chain making it cheaper having the features that lets people think about this in a longer term not just on the presentation layer so nfts are really about presentation layer and you have the utility layer so it's about it's about thinking about what the layer two use cases are utility maybe fractionalization and then further on i think those are all the the very um intuitive roadmap for how people should learn things right and I think that's kind of interesting to think about it, right? Because um, something that's the mainstream audience knows is they know and understand art. Mm -hmm. And then uh, art has a built-in marketplace. I mean, just across the corner in Hong Kong, we've got Christie's, Sotheby's, um, and they take a huge percentage, a huge right. cut of every transaction, right? So there's an infrastructure built there around mm -hmm. trading fine art. But something that's interesting about NFTs is that we're already seeing this marketplace. So refinable, mm -hmm. you're in the marketplace for our trade, but of course there's additional features. So you're talking mm -hmm. about these additional features that can be brought on and integrated into every single NFT. So the moment that someone uh, makes a digital version, mm -hmm. makes an NFT, now they have an immediate access to this marketplace. Mm -hmm. So what, what are the key features? Well, you talk about fractionalization uh, or you know, marketplace, you know, where, where do you see the focus be? So I think, um, at least on the roadmap, there's sort of four verticals that we do want to focus on. So it's really about the creating, the trading, and the discovering. And those three are really just about the marketplace. Mm. Because in order to do anything cool, people have to have that on-ramp. And we think the marketplace is the first uh, is the, the first step in sort of getting people involved, minting, creating, finding things that spark joy in their lives, right? <laughs> Sparking joy! <laughs> exactly. And so it's like, once you actually have something, right, what can you do with it? So that's really where we call the fourth vertical on the leverage part, right? right? And so we see once people actually find something they want and they see, hey, the community that they're in also values this thing. So there's like some kind of appreciation in price. Then you kind of do some really interesting stuff on it, right? Things that's not possible previously with, say, just physical goods, right? So stuff like, you know, fractionalizing NFTs so that you can get more access for your capital. Mm. Maybe you could extract more value. Maybe you have, um, you know, a very high value with like Hearthstone card, right, that you're not using in this Meta, but you want to set you want to make some money you can lend it out to someone else who can use it so i think we're still at the very very early stages of what nft is possible and i think refinable is really there to enable people to be creative and experiment right i don't admit to know all the use cases and you know we really want people to go out there and try to see what kind of utility they can bring in with the nfts right and i think that's kind of interesting because the financial applications of this is super powerful mm -hmm. now obviously uh you know full disclosure i'm a i'm an advisor for refinable which is a project nick's building we've been talking for some time about this so so i mean we discussed a lot of these features already but i definitely want to say you know if for people who are watching this for the first time on this channel right why don't you just tell people a little bit about what refinable actually is mm -hmm. and you know why you're building this 
Okay, so I mean, we kind of touched upon this in a couple of different ways. So Refinable at a core is really an NFT marketplace. And our core differentiator right now is that we're being built on Binance Smart Chain. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the issue about Ethereum scalability issues, I, I think there are some great solutions, but it's going to take a lot of time to integrate it properly, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of disparate layers and just integrating all these solutions is, is already a big issue. It's probably months away, right? So we see an immediate issue with this and we want to provide an immediate solution. And so building on Binance Smart Chain, it's, it's, a, it's a side chain of Ethereum. It's uh, backed by Binance. It's very sticky. It's very accessible in that it's, it's very fast. It's uh, very cost efficient, and it's also very energy efficient. So for people who don't want to, to just want to have like a good conscience that this is a great option, right? Especially for a lot of artists that care, right? And we also care too. So we'll have those people campaigning like, oh, <laughs> burn down the planet. Oh my god! It's eco-friendly than the main alternative. All right. So so like that. Um, you know, offering something that's more accessible for the current market, I think it's really good to capitalize on all that interest that's really happening. Because right now, if you can't capitalize on interest when it's so high, then, you know, I think this is all for moot, yeah. right? We want to accelerate adoption for this. And I think um, uh, Refinable is really at the front of sort of driving this conversation, right? Especially if the, like, people want to collect, like, say, you know, small cards or, you know, mm -hmm. because, like, I think the biggest problem I've seen with the uh, current... Uh, ecosystem on mm -hmm. Ethereum is that if you're charging $60 per transaction cost, right? Mm -hmm. You know, how rich do these people have to be? Exactly. Because like $60 is a lot. It's like quite a few meals, right? You know, you go exactly. to Taco Bell, that's like four Taco Bells, like four or five Taco Bell meals, right? So, you know, if you think of it that way, um, you know, a single transaction mm -hmm. can feed the family for two or three days. But I'm buying a smart chain, it's in cents. So I think 10, like 12 cents, five cents. Exactly. That makes sense. Yeah, so I think um, choosing Binance Smart Chain is, is very strategic for us. We think it has a lot of element of stickiness, right? It's backed by Binance. I think it has a great team behind it. And the co community is really, really new. And the great thing is that it's very cheap, but also there's a lot of good DeFi applications built on there. And it's already proven, right? You know, PancakeSwap and Bakery are probably one of the top five dApps like out there on the market right now. I think there's a lot of community out there. But, you know, once you have a lot of that capital, right, um, people want to spend it somewhere, right? So having this on-ramp is a great combination of having retail users come in and also having um, people who are already on Binance Smart Chain come in to really um, you know, combine right. the two. So right? if you made major wins on BNB, exactly. here's some already combined. <laughs> yes, right? Here's a box mining RP. Yeah. So I think one of the more subtle benefits I usually talk about in the interview is that on Binance Smart Chain, because it's still very, very new, right? There's no other incumbent players for NFT. And we can really go in there and really redefine sort of what the NFT experience is, right? We're going into a blue ocean. Uh, Ethereum is highly, highly competitive. So anything that goes on there has to be have a little certain niche, right? And it's very hard to like carve a piece out for yourself. So at least on BSC, we have a very strategic um, sort of opportunity or luxury to really think about this end-to-end -end process, right? You know, how do people create? How do people auction? How do people trade? How do people discover? And even finally, how people leverage, right? You see a lot of NFT farming. You see a lot of, um, you know, fractionalization. You see a lot of bridging stuff as well. I think all of that we can really redefine from the ground up because there hasn't been any powerful player in the space. And so I think that's sort of um, an opportunity. Blue, blue, blue yeah. ocean strategy. Yeah, you know, we don't really get a chance like this. And so I think we, uh, we're we not really taking this opportunity lightly. And so it's something that we're thinking a lot about. Right. And how much have you built so far? You know, what's the mm -hmm. current status of everything? So we're currently in the process of finalizing our alpha. We're actually 
planning to launch a beta in the next week or so um, for you know select artists that we want to just come in and give our feedback on the general creation process. Um, so we did want the entire experience to be very intuitive. So we have all the basic MVP features for our marketplace and we're slowly going to build out um, say some final features for discoverability and maybe profile features or social logins. Um, that part is going to come around mid-May, which is when we want our official launch to be. Right. So we do want to get this in the hands of people as soon as we can um, so that people can start playing around with it. Got it. And, and in terms of the, okay, so the development's coming mid-May, how do people get involved? How do people, if people are interested in mm -hmm. this, how, how do they get involved right now? Yeah, so I think right now definitely stay tuned to our socials, you know, follow our Telegram and Twitter for the latest updates. Mm -hmm. um, we are looking to do our private beta right now. So we've had a creator form that's out there on the website somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so uh, creators can come in and basically drop in their information so we can see, you know, how, you know, picking uh, the first cohort of people to try it out. Um, so after we have that feedback, we're really going to look to open up our beta for the public so people can come in and buy. But we do want to be conscious since we are going to be very de decentralized as a marketplace um, that we don't have an oversaturated content from the start. Right? Mm -hmm. Since BSC is also very cheap, that is a concern about how do we maintain a good community <laughs> so that we're not just like bombarded with just stuff. Yeah. Right? I think that is a concern um, and we do want to address it in a way that's meaningful for the community. Right. And I think that's that's gonna be the biggest focus of the alpha as well. So you see who's creating a bunch of crap in it. Uh, but that's a, that's a part of making yeah. a platform, right? So you're not just thinking about launching mm -hmm. this, but you're thinking about how to make this good in the long run. Right? Exactly. This is um, good. So, okay, so stay tuned. What are the key dates? Yep, so right now we have our TG happening on April 23rd. So April 23rd is going to be the big day for um, a lot of our private sales. So we have our whitelist going on right now. And so the white, I believe the whitelist should be over by the time this video comes out. Okay. Um, so 23rd is a day to look out for. Uh, late April is somewhere on our public beta. Um, hopefully 20, like 30, 30th, April 30th. And then um, our public... Our official launch should be in mid-May. We haven't had a confirmed date, but I would want to assume it's the end of the second week in May. Um, and so we could push it earlier if possible. I think our CTO is quite positive on sort of the progress that we've made so far. And so it's really about how far we can get or the feedback that we get in the next um, two, three weeks. Awesome. So make sure you guys catch up. Um, there's definitely going to be a lot of content covered. I'm definitely going to talk a lot about this as well as one of the mm -hmm. most exciting things on the NFTs front. And I definitely want to pay a lot of attention to this space. So guys, Nick, Thank you guys so much uh, for tuning in. And if you guys want to ask Nick a question, please do. You know, this is the this is the perfect opportunity to find out more about the space. Uh -huh. Nick has been like spending endless time on this. So guys, uh, more more to come. Medium, Telegram, and of course, uh, yeah, check out the launch on the twenty third. Yeah, thank you. Cheers.